0: There's a sense that you didn't have to get a college degree to go into sales. Anybody could do it or that it didn't fit the ivory tower model, so to speak. I think sales faculty tend to be wired a little differently. Most of us have come from industry and that's not always true on the marketing side, it's never been the case at places I've worked, but it is the case at some universities that the marketing faculty just don't understand, like sales is to apply.
1: Hi, friends, Welcome to the Sales Enablement Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Paul. That was Don Dieter Schmeltz. Don's a professor and the J.J. Vanyard Distinguished Chair in Relational Selling and Marketing, as well as the director of the National Strategic Selling Institute at Kansas State University. And in our conversation, we talk about the growing importance of educating the next generation of salespeople and the growth of sales degree programs at colleges and universities across the United States. We talk about the students that enter these programs, the curriculum that is taught, and the faculty that does the teaching. We also dive into the data about graduates from Dawn's program, in terms of the jobs and salaries they are able to attract. And we also look at the topic of how well these graduates of the National Strategic Selling Institute are actually performing in the real world relative to, relative to their peers. So we get into all of this and much, much more, but before we get to Dawn, I want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to it, and I'd also remind you to check out my latest book, Sell Without Selling Out. It's a modern, human-centric framework for increasing your win rates and shortening decision cycles without using the salesy behaviors that your buyers hate. It's available everywhere. You shop for books and on, online in stores, so thank you. Right, let's jump into it. Don, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: A pleasure to have you. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do.
0: So my name is Dawn Dieter and I am the director of the National Strategic Selling Institute at Kansas State University, which is a lot of titles for um, <laughs> the fact that I teach undergraduate students how to prepare for careers in sales. No. So I'm a professor and um, teach classes, but then also run the program. And Got okay.
1: Well, so how did you get the the name, the long name? The
0: long name. <laughs> That's a good story because the dean at the, at the time, um, we they were calling it the Relational Selling Initiative, which I really didn't like. And yeah. they hired me to start this program, but they had already given it a name. And I thought, yeah, that doesn't sound very marketable. Um, and the dean at the time said, um, whatever you name it. <laughs> <laughs> put national in the title, and then okay. everyone will think you are the program.
1: <laughs> That's right. Claim, yeah. claim your brand. Claim yeah, your exactly. Brand. Yes.
0: So, And we went with a Strategic Selling Institute. That came from our advisory board, our partners, our business partners. And they like the idea of being strategic selling. So we're the National Strategic Selling Institute, but we call it the NSSI for short.
1: Okay. But at heart, it's a way for kids to get a degree in sales.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And is that, is it a BA or BS?
0: It is a BS and it is, well, there's two components to it. We started out as a certificate program, which is exactly like a minor, except um, you can't minor in your major at K-State. So you, you get a certificate and then anyone in the university can earn it. So we get students from agriculture getting ag degrees. We get students from kinesiology that want to go into medical device sales. And so we're pulling from across campus students that are interested in a specific field, but then they want to also supplement that with knowledge about sales. And we had that program in place since 2013. And then in 2018, we launched the major and so students can now also major in sales, and so that you're in the College of Business. But um, so that allowed us to really expand the course offerings.
1: Huh. Very interesting. So, so you have a lot of kids who are just majoring. But if you want to, like I said, come from a different department and mm-hmm. get your certificate in it. Oh, I like that. I didn't, okay, I wasn't aware you were doing that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about scale nationally, and then we're going to come back down to your program. So how many schools currently are giving degrees in sales as opposed to credential programs? Because I know there are more, many more that do credential programs. Right, but.
0: right. So there's, hmm, that's a good question. At the time that we submitted our paperwork for the major, there were 19 universities in the country with a major in sales. Um, that is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think there's a few more now, but it's it's very limited. Um, the, now, there's probably about 100 schools that have some sort of sales program. The Sales Education Foundation right. um, puts out a publication every year of the top universities with sales programs. And they usually have slightly over 100 universities that are, have some form of sales curriculum in place.
1: Okay. Yeah, I thought they, I I was, um, yeah, talking to Marty Holmes, who's the director of that. And yeah, I sort of under the impression that maybe it's about 100 plus or so that actually have degree programs, but maybe not that many quite yet. Well,
0: I mean, it's degree in a sense that it's a minor or a certificate or an emphasis, but not a major.
1: Okay. Well, so that raises a question that I was real curious about. And is, and I know lots, lots of people have the same question. It's like, all right undergraduate business school has been around forever, right? It's been a mm-hmm. and, you know, you can have all these subspecialties. You can have marketing, blah, blah, you know, accounting and so on. Why has it taken so long <laughs> for for someone to say, well, okay, great. We can have, you know, you can have your business degree and you can, you know, have your concentration on marketing and so on. But, you know, sales makes the world go round. Sure. sure. Right? Nothing happens unless you sell something. Mm-hmm. Why has it taken so long for academia to embrace selling?
0: I think... um
1: Not that you can speak for everybody, but I just... No, I I'm, can't, but I I'm just judging
0: anybody. from my experiences and, and just talking to other universities that have sales programs, sales has always well...
1: <laughs> is it the reputation it, it, of, of sales? It's, the,
0: it's more, I think there's a, a sense that... You didn't have to get a college degree to go into sales. Oh, anybody, um, could it, I mean. anybody could do it. Anybody could do it, right. or that it wasn't. I mean, it didn't fit the ivory tower model, so to speak. <laughs> um, you will. You will find that um, I think sales faculty tend to be wired a different, a little differently. Most of us have come from industry, and mm-hmm. that's not always true. On the other, like on the marketing side. Right. And I know that it's it's never been the case at places I've worked, but it is – I know the pl- case at some universities that the marketing faculty just don't understand, like they just – sales is too applied, which to me is – it makes too much sense. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> but um, here, here at K-State and prior to being at K-State, I was at Ohio University, and both of mm-hmm. those universities really embraced – Sales and full on supported it across the board, um, which right. has been really nice
1: for us. Yeah, I mean it's just like I've often wondered that. I mean, yeah. Earlier in my career, I had a friend at a business school, graduate business school, and and he had been working with me in sales. Then went back to business school, and I said, well, "What are they doing? To teach about sales? Nothing." Yeah. <laughs> they bring somebody in once a once a year or once a semester, uh-huh. who made the mistake who decided not to go into investment banking and became a salesperson at said, and, and and they talk about sales. And it's like Yeah. Really? That's it? Yeah. But isn't that sort of I don't
0: know. No. Everybody's in or, sales, or, right? I mean yeah, at some I mean, point you have to sell. And and what's nice is, you know, when I first started here, we're actually celebrating our tenth anniversary this year as a program. I mean, and nice we're version. having a big celebration next Friday. <laughs> For which I have to write a speech, which I'm working on. But um, the, uh, you know, when I first came here, and they said, "Okay, we're going to start the sales program," and I, I was the program at that time, and sure. I go in to teach the classes and deer in headlights. You know, you start talking about selling, and the kids are like, uh, uh, "What? <laughs> what are we doing? What?" But now, you know, once you start getting that groundswell and the students start experiencing success and they're getting great jobs and they're going out and living their best lives and, and more and more people hear about it. You know, we just had our best recruiting year ever. Um, we are at, um, we're probably over capacity a little bit. We accepted over 200 new students this year, um, into our sales program. And we're finding that, um, kids are coming from high school, to come into our sales program, really? which is was the dream. That was the yeah.
1: dream. Yeah. So when you say you're accepting kids into your program, is this so kids have to come in and what?
0: Oh, so they, they have, have to apply to, and they
1: to they come get into in. A business so and then
0: apply. Yeah, you. We've our program is a little different than the rest of the university, actually, and we set it up this way to some extent to be able to control capacity, but to also um, just. Our, our program is somewhat cur- curricular and somewhat extracurricular, and we do okay. a lot of professional development. So we want to know who's in our program, and we want to know what they want to do. We are very hands-on with placement. We make sure they get jobs. Um, we make sure they're fully prepared for that job. And so we want to know who you are in our program so that we can make sure you come out of here representing the brand and you can sell okay.
1: and so, so students oh go ahead I was gonna say so students apply into it once they're at Kansas State already yes
0: yes okay and so yeah they they either apply for the certificate or they apply for the major and we accept applications every semester and then um what are we you looking group, for yeah I'm say say that again
1: what are you looking for? So, uh, when an undergraduate applies, I mean, so we're looking.
0: It's... I mean, there's a grade point minimum, so that that's the the initial bar. But then we're looking for some type of interest in learning how to sell. Um, we we want to teach them to be fearless and to be willing to make themselves a little uncomfortable and try new things. Mm-hmm. And so we're just looking for that little bit of spark that says, yeah, I want to, this is something I really want to do. And so we make them answer a few questions and, um, and, and do an extra step just to make sure that they understand this is special. Mm-hmm. That if you're in this program, you're going to come out of it with something that's really special and really going to prepare you for success.
1: Interesting. Now, you said that take that extra step. That extra step is the application, or is there another?
0: Yeah, do you do application interviews process. Or, sometimes we it. do interviews. It depends on. We tend to know a lot of our students as they come through that in, initial sales class. So, so we we get references and things like that. So that we know who they are. But it's a very hands-on program. It's a it's um My mother always asks, why didn't when my nephew was in college, why didn't somebody do that for him? I'm like, well, most people don't do that, but we do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, precisely. I mean, so I would think that one of the you know, for me, one of the great values of seeing some undergraduate education about sales and for kids even to get, get majors in it, is to give them some sense of what the job mm-hmm. really is about before yep. they do that because yeah it's not and not, not an easy thing. I mean um, yeah, I remember <laughs> I had really no idea what sales entails when all I right. started right out of college and had I known at the time I've changed I've change my mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, here's here I still am after all this time. Um, so a couple questions. One is I just wondered you know you said prom's very popular. But students, to some degree, have to be aware, sort of, of this—the you know, general reputation of salespeople, which is right. something that you know many of us have spent a long time fighting against. And mm-hmm. um, do they see it as sort of an opportunity to change that? I mean, as as, or do you find it sometimes hard to recruit kids because they're aware of that reputation?
0: Um, it's a little bit of both, and and I will say that if they have a parent in sales. Mm-hmm. They probably, a lot of them understand the difference. Like we, one of our things that we're trying to do, our areas that we're trying to develop is engineering and get more kids from engineering to get a sales certificate. Oh, that sure. is difficult. That is difficult because the engineers, that's not, not their thing. But occasionally we get a kid whose parent, mom or dad, is a sales engineer. And mm-hmm. then they are in because they understand what what it's all about. And so, um, if they have a parent and they see that, but we are fighting some misperceptions. But we also, one of my students said this a couple years ago, and I thought I just thought it was interesting because I was talking about the recruiting, and because we send our students out to do the recruiting, they they're charged. We have mm-hmm. a committee of students that goes out and. Um, she said, well, Dr. Dieter, everyone knows all the best students are in the sales program. (laughs) I said, do they? (laughs) Is that a thing? I thought, that's good.
1: Well, I think getting people from engineering is a great idea. I mean, I've I've made a a career of recruiting people from engineering into Uh sales. And the first reaction across the board of people in engineering is Oh, I can't do that. Right. So well, I'll say well, why? I said, well, I can't convince somebody to buy something they don't need or want. And I said, it's well,
0: like, that's perfect. Right. I why said, why want
1: to do that? <laughs> that's, that's not what sales is about. <laughs> he goes, what sales is not. That's not what sales is about. I said no. no. Sales is about solving problems. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I do that. Sure, mm-hmm. as an engineer, you solve problems every day. Okay. Right. Well, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just position yeah. it the way it really is, yeah. instead of the people's you know, perceptions of it. Then it's right. like, oh, and these people have gone on to become very, very successful at it. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's such a great blending of, of right. backgrounds, the technical with the the sales.
0: Right. And that, I mean, we do try to stress that, that it, it's really just a conversation. It's, and it's a conversation where you're trying to see if you can help somebody
1: solve their problems. Yeah. Well, everybody knows I do a conversation. That's why I, I uh-huh. get really irritated and always have in the past when yeah, I was trying to make some of these help some of these people make a transition into sales. And yeah, somebody would say to you, Well, they don't have the people skills. I'm like, Well, they have friends. <laughs> they have family. <laughs> they they can talk to people. <laughs> oh, you mean they're not this outgoing, you know, overbearing mm-hmm. type that everybody thinks that sales need to be? Yeah, they're not that. No, That's just fine. I mean, do you feel fine kids sort of feel like they have to have that personality type?
0: Occasionally. And I spend a lot of time talking to them about they don't have to have that because right. it's really I mean, introverts make great salespeople because they listen. Absolutely. And um and, and I mean we certainly have students that are like that, but I also we <laughs> I've I occasionally run across students who have a, a sales voice and I'm just get rid of it. Do not. <laughs> I don't want you talking. Just talk like a normal person. Just talk like you talk to yeah. your friends. Right. Just talk normally. <laughs> we're, we're doing that right now where my my I'm teaching the advanced selling class and we put on a benefit auction to raise scholarship money for sales students. And then we also right. raise money for a charity that was started by a K-State student and, and we partner with them. And so they have to. We use Salesforce as our CRM. They have to make prospecting calls. They can't make face-to-face calls. They make, you know, they they reach out via um, email is their crutch. But I'm trying to get them away from email and get on the phones so and get in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been this year. I've been recording some of the calls and listening to them and then coaching them. And I'm like, you know, that and they. You sound scripted, and they said, "Well, I'm not reading." I said, "Doesn't matter if you're reading or not. It sounds like you're reading. Right? right? Just talk. (laughs) Just, just sound like you're just talking to your family member or a friend.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. And I think this is is one of the great things we could do for for students who are coming through these programs is." Mm can't change the way they think about what their job is, right. Right? right? Is that they're not, somebody said this morning, you know, they feel like when they, you know, and start their day and serving calls that they have to like put their armor on first or put their uh, act on. And it's like, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, and this is, you know, you've read my new book, Sell uh-huh. Without Selling Out, that certainly addresses this Is it's just, right. you have to get people think about, and this is again, I think where the education can help is that what your job is as a salesperson, you know, it's, and how you go about it. And yeah, I mean, it's it's to your point, which I think is just fantastic is, yeah, just have a conversation. Right. I mean, somebody was asking me, somebody new in sales asked me actually a couple of days ago about this. Yeah. How do I, how do I do this, you know, this first call, this first contact? Because they think they have to be performative. uh uh-huh. As opposed to, as I said, well, you know how to make a friend, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, you're not trying to make these people, your customers, your friends, but that's mm-hmm. the same motion you take right. when you start a conversation is you know, be interested in them. Ask a question about them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so tell us what the curriculum is in sure. your program. So. So, like, and, how do you, and how do you teach sales? That's that's also an interesting question.
0: Yeah, sure. So we have a fundamentals of professional selling class. That's the start. And that is about the sales process, um, mm-hmm. a generic kind of a general sales process about having a conversation And, um, we spend a lot of time in there about asking good questions because Mm -hmm. I, I, and we do a lot of role plays, all of our, um, classes, we have, uh, six role play labs that have software that we record and then we watch it back with the students. Mm -hmm. And by the time they've gotten out of here, they've, they've probably done a good, uh, if they're majoring in sales, they've probably easily done 10 role plays, um, -hmm. Over the course of a couple of years, but maybe more. Um, and so we'll do a couple of role plays in this class. And I started early on just saying a, a questioning role play where you're trying to gather information, needs discovery. And if you try to sell the product, I'm taking points off <laughs> <laughs> because this is about Perfect. learning. Right. <laughs> because it was the only way, because, you know, you tell them about asking questions and then they go into the role, role play and just immediately start spitting out information. I'm like, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> You've well, got to find out. And so. Um, it, but I want to pause there for a second, because this is a this is a really important point is, is, where do people pick up that idea?
0: That's a good question.
1: That they have to sell first before they ask questions and understand, because mm-hmm. this idea about pitch first. Right. It's like it's it's like it's in the ether somewhere, right? Yeah, you're that, right. That everybody seems to have it and they seem to know about it. But it, to your point, it's like, yeah, I'll take points off if you I know. That works, by the you know, way. Point. Well I'm sure it does. <laughs> I would so if you ever tried electric shock, maybe that no works way. as well. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like Where's that come from? That's a good like,
0: question. I I had never thought of it like that, but you're right.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like these kids that know nothing about sales, and you put them in this environment, and the first thing they want to do is pitch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I actually, we had a DECA is a high school organization. I think they have a right. college organization too, but there's a strong DECA uh, organization in Kansas, and they some kids came to K-State and they asked me to judge. So I did. And these high school students would come in and I remember this one girl and and she was just, came in, just all right, bright, and eager, and ready to go. And and they said, okay, time. And for five minutes, she just talked to me. (laughs) And then at the end, she said, so what do you think? And I'm like, oh my God, what just
1: happened?
0: (laughs) She just, Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, high school.
1: Sure. Well, I said that's, that's why I think it's,
0: it's just out there. You're
1: right. Out there somewhere. It's just like, yeah. And it's certainly this popular culture and we see movies and TV shows and so on that portray, you know, Wolf of Wall Street and, you know, blah, Uh blah, blah. Gary, Glenn Ross, all the, you know, typical ones. But it's like, yeah, somehow it's just there. And I think, Changing this perspective, as I talked about earlier, to me is such a critical task to try to accomplish. And you're doing it, it's like, yeah, got to ask a question first.
0: Right, right. So we hit that hard in the fundamentals class. Mm -hmm. Then they take a, um, and not necessarily in this order, but we have a Salesforce leadership class that focuses a lot on coaching. Um, how Mm -hmm. to be coached, how to accept coaching effectively, Mm -hmm. and how to coach effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't teach it as a traditional sales management class because – these students are not going to go out and be sales managers for a long time. So <laughs> right. it's more the coach. Well, I think the coaching as- aspect is more on target for where they are now. Mm-hmm. And then we teach a, a, my advanced selling class is more of a capstone. But before that, they take a sales technology class, which mm-hmm. is more of a prospecting class. Um, And we go over the tools. Um, We've used Zoom Info and we've used – I think they get HubSpot certified in that class. And then we also start teaching them Salesforce CRM in that class. And then um, my class is where they then put it to use. Um, They set goals. They have quotas um, for their uh, rate selling – Finding auction items and selling sponsorships for the auction. Oh, okay. All right, and so
1: putting, them, putting them to putting to work. them.
0: So we spend about five weeks getting them ready, and then they're selling. And I will tell you, as an instructor, it is the most terrifying way to teach a class. <laughs> because, because I just pray every year that they we break even. But
1: oh.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> the event the event cost us about 40,000. It's actually become a very popular event in the community, which right. is nice. And so we and our alumni like to come back. Um but it's it would be so much easier to teach a traditional class. I was telling some students this yesterday as I was stressed out. But um because it's one-on-one coaching and so they're coming in and we're reading a couple of books um and then we're uh you know they're taking some quizzes over the books but mostly they're in here they're making phone calls i'm listening to their calls we're talking through what they're doing we're looking at their pipeline we're doing pipeline checks and and it's kind of a it's it's crazy and we have some it's always interesting to see you know some students don't rise to the occasion, but most of them do. And some of these kids that maybe don't succeed as well in other classes, take to this class and just run with it. And it is so much fun to watch. I have some students right now that are just loving it and they're hungry and they're out there and they said, who else can I call? What else can I do? (laughs) And so we're feeding them leads, but um, it's, it's, you know, one of my students was telling me yesterday we were talking about it, and he said, You know, most classes people always say, I wish it was, I would use this in real life. And he said, There's not a single thing in this class that we won't use in real life. Yeah. And, and, and so, that's the beauty of it.
1: So they're calling businesses for sponsorship or for auction items.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're calling alumni. We probably have. At this point, probably about 400 alumni of our program who have taken this class, so they know what right. it's like. And um, I actually helped a student with a call yesterday. We did a, a joint call because we have sold out of tables, and somebody oh. wa- wanted a table for their company, and so we had to have the conversation, hey, we're out of tables, so so what else can we do? Um right. But this was an alum of ours and so he said, Well, I think I'm gonna make you tell me why 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 should I buy this from you and not from somebody else? <laughs> and the kid not only told him, he then tried to upsell him. <laughs> I was like, huh? Yes.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So so give me a sense of when kids are done. So mm-hmm. I mean is your mission I mean you're a, a state university, so is your mission your training people for employers, you know, local employers, employers in the state, or? Probably,
0: well, first of all, my philosophy is, um, yeah, I don't care as much how they do in the class. I care how they do in life. So mm-hmm. I'm always, we are very long-term focused in our program, not just me, but the rest of the faculty as well. And um, so about fifty percent of our kids stay in Kansas. Um, there are a lot of good opportunities in Kansas City and Wichita, mm-hmm. and we have good partners in both those cities. But about fifty percent um, go elsewhere, and so because after all, we are the national strategic.
1: You are national, right? <laughs> so, you so get- we we
0: we get we recruit we companies come to us from all over.
1: Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We have a, a sales team and I don't know, have I ever talked to you about this whole sales team thing?
1: No. No. Okay. Come in.
0: There there's a whole university sales team like sales competition. Oh right. Right. And so we have a team of students. We have you have to try out and be and and win a spot on the sales team. So we're we'll actually have tryouts here in a month. Um, it's pretty competitive. And our sales team does really well. Um, we compete. Well, it's, it's,
1: explain the competitions because sure. I know there are multiple competitions I've yeah. heard about. Yeah.
0: And so um, most of them are similar. Some are a little different. But you a company will sponsor a product. So they'll be the product sponsor. And so several months before the competition, we will get a case with um, product information, depending on the product. Sometimes mm-hmm. we actually get products sent to us. Um, and then we get a case, we get a buyer profile with needs. Mm-hmm. And usually usually there are multiple rounds, um, but we'll get the first round. And then you can take any, it depends on the competition, but you can take two to four students um, to that competition. So we just a few weeks ago competed at the, National Collegiate Sales Competition held at Kennesaw University in Georgia. And okay. there were, I th- believe, 67 universities there. And so the, the, the product was Gartner. And so mm-hmm. we were um, well-versed in Gartner. And we what? ended up with one in the quarterfinals and one in the semifinals and ended up in sixth place. So our goal is always to make the top 10. So we made the top 10. Last fall, our team – Won the World Cup of Sales.
1: <laughs> at, wow! I know.
0: At um, hosted by Florida State University, and that right. one was unfortunately virtual last fall. It's been virtual for the last couple of years, but um, we got to go to Kennesaw in person. But um, and I'm blanking on the product for that one. I apologize. Well, but but
1: let's, 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 let's take the Gartner one. So, yeah. Explain what takes place in these competitions. So, so how- a
0: student. At Kennesaw, they have nine role play rooms. And so kids will be um, seated based on last year's performance. And then they'll go in and they'll be like eight in a flight and they'll be competing against each other. And then the, and so they'll go in and there'll be somebody there from Gartner playing the buyer. So okay. this person knows Gartner. And then there's other people judging and it'll, it'll be a, a combination of, business people and faculty judging. And so they'll judge all eight in that room. And then the top two move on and then the rest go to a wild card round.
1: But do the so there's like a role play that takes place right. with the Right, It's a role
0: play. It's but a role it's play one
1: one seller at a time.
0: One seller at a time.
1: Are the other people seeing what that seller does? Or are so, they in a different room?
0: No. Nobody nobody gets to watch. That's the only downside. Okay. All right. So, um, the, the companies that pay to sponsor, they can go watch, they can go watch anybody, but we can't, as, as faculty, we're not allowed to see anybody and students aren't allowed to see anybody until the end. And so it it goes through three rounds of role plays until it's down to four people. And then they do that one live. And And so uh, 20 minute role plays.
1: Oh, you'd be pretty tired at the end. Of it. Is that all done one day, or?
0: Oh no, it's over four or five days.
1: Okay, I was gonna say that.
0: So we travel like we we all pack up and we go to Georgia for four or five days, and it's it's a it's a big deal. It's like our, that one, the Kennesaw competition, the Florida State competition are kind of like our final four.
1: <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. And but, so does. Placing well in these competitions help the winning students land jobs?
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Oh, those students – like last year, one of our students won NCSC – or it might have been two years ago. She won NCSC, and she also won – that's the National Collegiate Sales Competition. Then she also won the one in in, uh, Florida State. And, um, yeah, she had a lot of job offers. Like people – yeah. They get. They'll have five or six job offers. Those students, and plus they went. I mean, this is a great deal for a college student um, as far as helping to pay for college, because there's always cash prizes at these competitions. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of time they'll win a custom-made suit. Um,
1: well,
0: yeah. Not, it's, not that
1: they wear suits anymore, but yeah. No. Still.
0: Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well. And but they, that
0: brings us to to pull it back to the recruiting side and the national sure. profile. Um, when your teams do well in these competitions, um, and we're traveling, like we got a team this weekend in Arizona at Arizona mm-hmm. State, they um, then companies from all over see our students, and that raises the profile for us. And so they they then want to come here and recruit.
1: So here's the question: Is is do students with a sales undergraduate degree. Do they typically get recruited in at higher base salaries, perhaps, than kids that don't have that?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Our, as much as some of the other majors in the college hate to admit it. Our students are going out at the highest starting salaries.
1: So, give us an example.
0: Um, I I think our average starting salaries for sales is like fifty eight thousand, and a that's base. Right. That's base. And and as far yeah. as I know, accountants don't work on commissions, so.
1: No. <laughs> if they do, that's problematic. Yeah. No, um, our
0: students are doing very well for themselves.
1: I guess. Yeah, I just think. And it's, so
0: <clears throat> parents like our program.
1: I'm sure they do. I'm and we sure. get a lot of
0: siblings.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> No, I just think it's a it's a great trend. I mean, I, I think Yeah, it really that- is.
0: It's um I can't imagine doing anything else. It it's so much fun to work with these mm-hmm. students and they're so they're so excited and they for the most part they're hard workers right. and um they just I you know, I'm I was looking through an email I had the other day cuz I'm writing this speech, right? And I was trying to mm-hmm. find something to to sort of end it. And a couple of years ago, the student had written me an email this it was during COVID and he had graduated in 2019 and he said, you know, I know it's really weird times right now, but I was just sitting here and I wanted to let you know that I used to think salespeople were scum. That's literally <laughs> what he said. <laughs> but he said, I took that fundamentals of professional selling class and he said, I found my passion.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he said, I'm I just got a promotion. I just bought a house. I'm getting married. He said, my life is great, and it's all because of sales. Wow. And that's, I mean, and with I, that. I have that hung up on my bulletin board
1: yeah. in front yeah. of me no. every
0: day because that's why we do what we do.
1: Perfect. Well, yeah. I think that's a great way to end the conversation. I mean, that's, oh. <laughs> that's, 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 what, that's what we hope for. Yeah. So, um, Don, well, thank you very much. So, tell people if they want to learn more about your program or… If they're working for a company, they want to be a potential sponsor or help sure, you in any way. Sure, I'll let the Contact you.
0: Yeah, and um, you can just Google the National Strategic. Ah, if I could say it, the National yeah. Strategic Selling Institute, right. and or my email is just d d e e t e r at ksu.edu. and um, yeah, happy to talk to anyone.
1: Perfect. Well, Donald, well, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you. It was All great right. to be here. This was fun. Oh,
1: good. Well, we'll do it again. Okay. Okay, friends, that's it for this episode. First of all, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm so grateful for your support of the show. And I want to thank my guest, Dawn Dieter Schmelz, for sharing her insights with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, Sales Enablement with Andy Paul, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you for your help with that. And thank you so much for investing your time with me today. Until next time, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.